my job is easy today because you know what questions. Yeah, you I know. You you know, I know what I want. I know the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to an extra Monday episode of In the Frame. Today's guest is Christian Zaccarini, who is currently playing Ram Sweeney in the London production of Heather's at the Other Palace. Christian's other theatre credits include playing Sonny in Greece on tour, he did the Pirate Queen at the London Coliseum, and the Light in the Piazza at the Alexandra Palace Theatre. As you know, I love speaking to people who have had all sorts of different paths into the industry on this podcast. So it was really fascinating to hear how Christian navigated having to leave drama school partway through the course, um, through to having a career in theatre. We obviously had to discuss all things Heather's and other shows we've been a part of, and lots, lots more. I hope you enjoy. Here's the interview. Christian Zaccarini, you're in the frame. Oh my goodness me. Dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that you listen to these. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of these. Um, I think they're really helpful, you know, to hear different people's journeys, um, different people's experiences on different jobs. So yeah, very excited to be here. Basically, you're, you're very stagey. Yes, very <laughs> stagey. Can't <laughs> deny it. <laughs> so today's your day off. Yes. You've come in here on your day off, so I'm very grateful. Explain, like, what the mindset is. Like, where are you at? How are you feeling? Um, yeah, so the mindset is day off mindset. Um, we've just done five show weekend at Heather's. So we've got one on Friday night, two Saturday, two early on a Sunday. So it's five shows in 48 and a half hours. So it's a lot. Tia, usually on, I rarely ever do anything on a Monday. Um, for the listeners, like Andrew messaged me, like, what time would you want to come on a Monday? And I was like, the latest possible. <laughs> just because getting out of bed early is just, it's just not an option on a Monday. Um, but I actually feel not too tired for a Monday this week. Good. I feel like I had a nice 12 hour sleep. Oh. I'm ready to go. Oh. I feel like it's sunny out. It's a nice day. Um, just to be, just to stroll into Central and do a podcast. Great. Living the dream. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what was, um like, how on your radar was Heather's before it came up? I saw the show in 2018 at the, the Haymarket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know anything about it before I saw it. Um, and I, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed it when I saw it. I, I obviously... I knew who Carrie Hope Fletcher was. Of course. And I'm, I'm trying to think what else I knew. Like, um, And I knew that obviously he had done really well at the Other Palace. Oh, and, and that time, was, I'd actually just kind of finished my time at Arts Ed. And I knew that a lot of the people who had just graduated, so who were there like a few years above me, were in it. And I think, so actually, I think I think it was Olivia Moore. But I think Olivia Moore got me cast rate tickets. So I like, messaged her on Facebook. So that was kind of like the, <laughs> it was either Olivia or Charlotte Jack and Lily. I, I can't remember. But I think it was, I think it was Olivia Moore. So yeah, um, she hooked me up with a good deal. I went, I had a great time. Um, I also did know Dom Anderson who played Ram because we did an Amdram show together when we were younger. Um, oh my gosh, where did you grow up? I grew up in South London and then went to school in Surrey, so that kind of area. But cool. I did a lot of what is now called 
BTA. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. BTA are incredible. That's like basically professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you say so. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I did an Amdram show with Dom. So I knew him going into it as well. I really enjoyed the show. Um, and then it, uh, I auditioned for it last, at the start of 2020. This is 2023 right now. Two. <laughs> start of 2022. <laughs> for the cover, Ram track and then I think it was also covered dad track and I like did the tape very last I had like a day to do the tape I didn't know you're welcome because obviously like after seeing the show all the so- songs I liked were like candy store all the girls songs basically like I had no idea what your welcome was when I like listened to it I was like I don't remember this song at all um did the tape within a night and then um they got about like, we really like the tape we're keeping it on file for a future time and then like way later that year um, I was asked again to tape for the tour and then I was like at that point I was like I really want to do the show but I'm not sure about touring at this point you know for personal reasons and I was just like shall I just resend the previous tape that was my whole thing I was like they like the tape I've still got the tape I did it I learned it so quickly that it was a lot of work I don't know if I can like relearn everything because it was went in my short-term memory and um, yeah it was a, I remember it was a Saturday evening and I was like I could just kick back and watch Strictly right now and eat pizza. But I was like, I think I'm going to redo the tape. I think I'm actually going to refilm it. So I refilmed it. Good. I'm pleased that you <laughs> yeah. did this, Christian. But you don't understand how close I was just to just to sending the same tape again. Um, redid it again. I Then I did like a split screen because it was for Kurt and Ram. So like I did both roles and then like had them oh, that's so two cool. and one. So I was like, I'm just going to commit to this. And then, yeah. Ta-da. And then got the job. But you got offered London. Oh yeah, so that was a that was another thing is that when I then went in for the recall, it was still for the tour, and I thought it went really well. And I was like, I remember literally thinking like, I think it went really well. I think they liked me, but I was like, if only. And this was like in February time, so or January. So I thought the show was closing in February, like that in London. Like I think a lot of people did. I just I didn't think it would extend and be on tour. I just didn't think that'd be a possibility. But I was like, imagine if it extended in London and they offered it to me in London. And then, lo and behold, they did. Ta-da. And it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. So did you, like, when you saw it originally, not one part of you was like, oh, yeah, like, I feel like there's a ram in me. I'd love to play that role. Um, I definitely, like, I'm not sure when I saw it if I thought, like, um, I need to do that role. But, like, it was definitely something when I was, like, looking at stuff that was on and stuff that I thought I'd write, I was right for that I could, could do it. It was, like, I felt comfortable and that that would be something that I could achieve um but I don't think even like I think I think there's so many great roles in the show but I don't think when I watched it there was like even like I think JD's a great role but I don't think when I watched it, I was like I need to play that I just think I really like the music and just the vibe you were living with the belting and yeah high energy belting um just yeah good contemporary musical theater writing mm. <laughs> yes <laughs> and then what was it like then because i know it's always quite quick right with others and then suddenly you're like in for rehearsals and it's all a whirlwind i spoke to miracle mm. chance recently yes and she was kind of saying and she, this crazy whirlwind two weeks she had so much she alive. literally we, she found out on like the morning of it was crazy and the fact that she i mean i'm proud of everyone for learning the show in two weeks but the fact that she was able to do that in two weeks i mean literally found out on the day of is is crazy 
And then what was it like to suddenly go into this other world? Because since it's announced, like, the social media craziness, mm. and you've got lots to learn at the same time. Like, it's just like you're coming into this, like, crazy, different universe. And it's so exciting, and that everyone's so passionate and loves that show so much. Yeah, it was... Um... It was interesting. I mean, I I find social I have a bit of a funny relationship with social media that I I kind of find it a bit can find it a bit overwhelming. Are you scared, are you scared of social media? I, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm scared of social yeah. media. <laughs> but I find when I like I find like it's a lot of work. So I'm like people who post like a lot of stuff. I'm like, how do you have the time to do that? <laughs> I just don't understand. They're not watching Strictly and yeah. Pizza on Saturday night. I know, <laughs> but um. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I was excited to kind of see what it was going to all be like. I don't know if it was daunting as such. I just, I don't think I found it daunting. Um, No, I think I was just really excited. I was really excited to do a show in London. I was just really excited to be at home and just do a show like, still that is like, I don't don't take that for granted. But I don't don't think it was overwhelming. Um, I just felt learning the show in, in two weeks was was tough mentally and, and you were playing a role like this yeah. is a really cool moment yeah um yeah i'm i ram's a really um fun role to play we always say like Kurt and ram it's like it's like maximum payoff for like not no like not no work but like it's like we do a good amount but then like the audience really kind of gets involved and and it likes it so um no I, i'm very i'm very grateful and um yeah, count my blessings every day. Yes, and now you know you're welcome very well. <laughs> yeah, now I do. Now I know both parts because I had to, I had to learn both. Um, but yeah, now it's just, I can do it in my sleep. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's such, I love how Heather's, I love how when you, you know, like a show finds its audience. I think it's so cool that Heather's has this, like, such a loyal fan base and it's mm. introducing this whole new um, like generation of stagey people to theatre and it's like a whole community and crazy stuff happens at the other parts. I think it's really exciting that yeah. it's kind of that it's there and that people yeah, have access sure. to it. And I remember we watched it in rehearsals at the other palace because we were learning the show so they were like we got tickets to go watch and I was like obviously I remember it being really good at the Haymarket but I was like something about it there I was like oh my god this show is lit like it's <laughs> just the vibe how like intimate it is and like loud it is i just think it works really well in that space so then when i saw it then i was like even more excited um and yeah as you were saying about young people like i also something that i find cool and just like about that is that like i was really obsessed with in the heights when it was here like when i was younger and obviously that's like paul produced that and i feel like that was kind of like it was kind of like a more fringy uh london venue did you see it at so like Playhouse first, or did you? Yeah, wait? I actually went to like the closing night. Was it was the closing night. Oh my! God. I was at the closing yeah, night. Yeah, it was the closing. I night. was at closing night at so like Playhouse. I was like fourteen, fifteen on my own, and I was like, I need to see the show. And then I saw it at the the closing night there, and then I loved it so much that I went back when it was at King's Cross. King's Cross. You made us wait a little bit for that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I saw it on press night at so like Playhouse, mm-hmm. right? And that was when my friend was like an old uh, like website, and there was like written reviews. And um, I got back from the press night, I wrote my five-star review, and then before publishing it, I just knew that it was about to sell out. I booked to see it two more times. (laughs) I booked to see it like two weeks later, and I booked to see the last show. I I just couldn't believe what I had seen and how great it was. And I remember... Like that show being important to me because of like the time in my life and like working out what I wanted to do, 
Um, so, like, it's nice that when young people see the show now, that I feel like it's kind you're of you're with the new, you're with the 2023 equivalents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never saw it that much. Some some of the people that see Heather's, I saw in the Heights like four or five times. These people, like these corn nuts, <laughs> every are, week are crazy. They are crazy, <laughs> and I don't know where they have the money from. <laughs> <laughs> but let's rewind then. This is a perfect segue talking about in the Heights. Well, what like. What was the situation? So you were 14, you were 15, you were going mm. to see, you were going to the theatre on your own, going to closing nights and stuff, so you yeah. were very stagey. Like, what happened? Where were you in this kind of stagey dial? Right, okay. So taking it right back, the first I, show I, I, I My work is easy, my job is easy <laughs> today, because you know what questions... Yeah, you I know... You, you know, I know what I want. I know the two, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the first show I saw on the West End was The Lion King, and I think, because I was so obsessed with the film, and I, my parents took me for, like, a birthday... And I was actually like, who is that kid playing young Simba? And why is it not me? And I was literally like, I don't understand how a child can be on a stage. And my parents didn't know, like, how... Yeah, why haven't I been yeah. <laughs> Like, how did I... How does that happen? How do kids get into into musicals? And they're not from that sort of background. So it was kind of still just an unanswered question. But I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, what else? What other shows are you seeing as a kid? Uh, like, what was that? I can't remember really what I saw as a kid. I saw Wicked, which I loved. Saw Billy Elliot, and again, I was like, why am I not on the stage? <laughs> Mum, like, what's going on? Like, how do people find out about these auditions? Um, so, yeah, I guess as I just got older, I was just trying to work out how you got into this stuff. Did you do, like, performing arts clubs or at school or...? Um, well, I did I do it at school? I don't, no, I didn't, I didn't do it at school, but I did... What was what is now the B- BTA from I think around nine, so from quite young, and I was doing like a lot of fair like productions, which as you said are like Amdram, but I have a good stand and like work with like great people, and then I did the National Youth Music Theatre when I was around fourteen. I did West Side Story, and that was with Nikolai Foster and Drew McConey. Wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah, so that's how I, I think that's how I actually found about out about In The Heights because I think In The Heights was like the, the year after so I think because I knew and that's I knew, what made like I mean Drew was already doing amazing things but that's what really put Drew on the map yeah exactly so that's how I got I kind of knew about that and I think from NYMT there was obviously a, a lot of people who were older and a lot of people who were like art said sixth form or went to Sylvia's or already at drama school so they were like this is what you need to do to um, to basically get into the industry and that's how it kind of makes sense. But I did audition for... Um, there was one kid's audition I did because I think it was like a very big open call. But you know when Oliver was at Jury Lane? Yeah, and they did the TV they show. They did the TV show. But then like afterwards, they were like looking for the the Dodgers. Oh, okay. And like I think it was like very publicly like announced because the TV show had been public. Like now yes. they're looking for the Dodgers. So I like went along. And again, because like... My family just weren't in the loop, like, of what you had to do. So, like, I got there, and, like, there was a whole, like, news thing, like, of all the boys waiting in line. So I remember, like, and they were, like, sing, sing the song. So then all the boys started singing this, like, Consider Yourself, but, like, a very specific, like, part of it. And I, like, kind of knew the song, but I was, like, how do all these boys know, like, what this song is that they were meant to sing? Oh, Chris. So then I went into the audition, and they were, like, singing... And we're all going to go down the line and sing the song. And I was literally like, I had no idea what I was meant to be singing. I don't know how, I didn't know. So then I just was just really upset that I didn't get it. 
Oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> that is um, so heartbreaking. Yeah. But, but listen, you didn't know that, but you had exciting things yeah, yeah, to yeah. come <laughs> in your future. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. So then you then you did, like, you, you went off to drama school. Mm. And you were at drama school for a year, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I went to arts ed for a year. I, I was on the musical theatre course. And then after my first year, my financial funding situation changed quite drastically. So I was like deferred and then it kind of became clear after a, more time that I wasn't going to be able to basically fund the rest of the course, which was like sad. Like I was like... Devastating. Yeah, like not only did I want to train in musical theatre, but um, I, I like... I really felt really felt like I found my tribe and my people there, you know, like being around other people with the same interests, which I didn't feel like I had like a lot of the time growing up. So it was just it was just sad. And I was literally like, I don't think I can I don't see like a way that I can get in now. Like I just just get into the industry. Um and then I had like a load of good kind of friends and mentors that were like, it's still possible, um, you can still get an agent you can still get, you can still do it basically. And I was just still, it was, I think it was also like, I didn't necessarily think I couldn't do it, but I think it wasn't like, I didn't just go to arts. I didn't just want to go to drama school to get into the industry. I wanted to go because I loved performing and wanted to train in that. So like, it took me, it took me quite a while, like a kind of like a year basically to kind of get over it and like figure out that I actually could still do it. And then, emailed lots of agents, went to lots of open calls, um, and then, yeah, got an agent, and then I got Greece just before the pandemic. The pandemic happened, and then I was waiting the whole time, came out of the pandemic, did uh, the UK tour of Greece, which was amazing, um, and then, yeah, it's kind of just been, just keep happening from there. But you said, like you said to me when we started talking, like, you you know, we discuss all different routes since the industry in this podcast, right? Uh-huh. And there's a lot of um, people who still think that you have to go to drama school. And actually, like, I didn't even realise from it, it before in the frame how many people have all sorts of crazy different yeah. stories. And a lot of people said to me, like, they haven't been able to afford to go to drama school for even you know for mm. even one year at all the applying wasn't even yeah wasn't even like an option yeah. so i think it's really it, it's important right that people realize and understand that there isn't just that that one route and it's still yeah possible. for sure and i i would li- i mean i wouldn't go as far as to say don't go to drama school but i would say like really know why you want to go and because you definitely can do it without the training you know it's a lot of money and depending on how you are funding it depending on what sort of scholarship you're on or dada and all that kind of stuff. Like really look at, could I kind of get the similar training on what I actually need to feel like I could be in the industry elsewhere? Do you know what I mean? Because, and like a lot of people say, it takes a lot out of you as much as it gives you. So I just feel like, yeah, it definitely is a important conversation and people should like really think about it. I think before, before they go. Totally, 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 totally. And then part of the, I guess, for you, like, dealing with what had happened was probably thinking what other people were going to think or, like, why you'd left or why you hadn't finished it. I'm sure there was, it's like that perception, right, of, like, am I a dropout, am I this, am I that? Yeah, exactly. And I'm, 
yeah and i'm yeah for sure there was definitely there was definitely that and i think i just yeah i just had to realize that again it's just it is as much as like there is like politics and kind of like pathways made which are made like to get people to certain places um it, it does come down to talent at the end of the day and one of my close closest friends um who is in hamilton he also was in the same year as me and then he left mm. and yeah it just goes to show that if, if you want it and it's right for you you can make it happen mm. so yeah and i think you experience that in all different areas of the industry like for example um when an MT person dares to break into straight theatre and then in the rehearsal room they're looked at like, you're just an MT person, what are you <laughs> doing here? Like, there's all sorts of different yeah. people that haven't been drama school at all can get a lot of um, kind of people assuming things about them or making, there's always comments about, well, they star casting about people who haven't, haven't trained and actually that's not inclusive mm. to a lot of people in the industry. And it's like, you come up, you can come up against it. Lots of people come up against it basically in lots of different ways. And essentially everyone has their own path and you've just got to, you know, enjoy the different stories, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, yeah, it just, it's fun to hear that. Like, and that's why uh, when I have listened to the podcast in the past, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just nice to hear people do different things. And it does, it does make you think that you can, your journey doesn't have to be the same as someone else's, basically. Exactly. A hundred, a hundred million percent. Tell me about Greece. Tell me what it was like going, because so you booked that, and then you must have probably thought with the pandemic, oh my gosh, am I ever going to do it? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I got, um, it was meant, so yeah, I, I booked that in February 2020, and it's meant to start in like April, and um, it was meant to be like a year and a half, like it was meant to be, it was meant to be a really long tour. Um, and then obviously the pandemic happened, it kept getting pushed back and yeah, I was obviously just doubting if it would ever happen, but the the team were really good and they did keep in contact with us quite regularly. And I was also just thinking like, what if it does happen when they just recast? <laughs> I was actually like, I auditioned so long. It was just, it was so weird. I was, but you're like, can I still do it? Yeah. Am I still right? Literally. Um, it was scary. And then, um, but also I was very grateful that I had got it cause I'm like, not sure how I would have coped in the pandemic if I didn't. Like, it was very much, like, the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I mean, I don't even know if I would still, like, be in before... Like, you know, like, the pandemic was a really long time, so... And that really was, like, the driving force, as bad as that sounds. So, thank God, like, that's that's all, all I think. It was also yeah. really hard for people that didn't have a job booked mm. to go back to whatever... Because then everyone was getting back to the exactly. jobs that they booked or that they were in before. Yeah. People were staying in contracts longer than they exactly. were before. There just wasn't opportunities for people yeah. that were on the audition circuit. Like, exactly. it was tough. And obviously, because then when you do come back out, it's not like we've been locked down, so you're not as fit as you were. Like, how can you go... Anyway. So, yeah, when I went to rehearsals, I was literally like, oh, are they literally going to get rid of me at any moment? <laughs> Um, it was scary but it was amazing it was um, stressful because of COVID and like obviously it was literally like one of the first tours to get up after the pandemic so it was like a lot of testing and then obviously we're moving around and then having to navigate digs and travel and off days um, but it was like um, I played Sunny and it was like uh, like the best role um, it it was um the Nikolai and the team, like, obviously, they're, they're, everyone knows that they're very, like, let the actor kind of take the lead. So, like, I literally felt like the only thing that I needed, like, I just had to see what was on the page and then just do the role. That There was no, like, kind of 
had to be like some what someone else did like the production had been done before um there was like complete free reign um the sunny is written as like an italian american and my heritage is italian so that was really fun and important to me like a lot of the script is like in like italian americanisms and i just like did them in italian and the team were like that's absolutely fine so i felt very like close to the role nice and i just felt like he, that kind of energy was just kind of who I was when I was at school. I've identified more. So it just felt like I identified a lot with the character. Um, and yeah, we did the, the tour for six months. What is I, Christian like on tour? What am I like on tour? <laughs> did oh. you have like 25 suitcases and an entourage? Or you like... No, I, I remember I, before I started, I bought a massive suitcase because I was like, I don't know how much like you need to take. <laughs> so I bought a massive suitcase. Um, and then I feel like as it went on, I just kind of like silenced down because you realize you just don't need it. I came home a lot in the break, like on the days off, just because like a lot of the time you have to come through London anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, touring tour- tour- isn't something that I'd like rush to do again, obviously. <laughs> that was so diplomatic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Not that I, I definitely didn't have a bad time. Like it was, it was. There's fun. a lot. Like I it's couldn't do it. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, and I, yeah, in a way, like I feel like Heather's has been like tougher than Greece. Like I don't know why, because I feel like on paper Greece should be harder because of like the dance and the travel. But like I don't know how like the people who are touring Heather's are like doing it. It's just like such an intense show, even though it doesn't seem like that. Um, but yeah, so no, I maybe it's like it's yeah. like a smaller cast, right? As well, Heather's like you have to work really hard. Yeah, and there's like a lot of backing vocals, which I feel like people don't realize. Oh, so, like, really? You're, you're off, like belting in the wings. Yeah, when you're off stage, you're literally singing full out. The harmonies are so high, like you just don't. I didn't think it would be like that from seeing the show. Um, but no, yeah, tour was fun. It came out at a great time. Like I said, coming out of the pandemic, um, and. And yeah, the show but, is... I actually haven't seen it. I should... I'm, I think I'm going to go. I've got a lot of friends in it now in London. I need to go see it. Um, it's such a great production. Yeah. And I'm sure, again, like, I know it's a different demographic, essentially, to Heather's, but it's still a show that audiences go absolutely crazy for. Yeah. Especially, did you have Peter Andre on your tour? We did. Especially those Peter Andre fans. Yeah. I bet people going wild. They were. He was so great. Um, yeah, they, they were going wild. But then he, he also, like... he. He had an alternate and the show like not that the sh- like the show was amazing with him and it also like felt so different without him Did still, it, was it darren back then yeah no Dan- we had darren. um jacob fisher sure who was the alternate i believe yeah he was the alternate but like yeah it was like it's just d- d- interesting like we say like how celebrity casting can like change the vibe of the show not even for better or for worse because like peter is like amazing if you've seen him in the role like he's yeah, I have. incredible yeah, yeah. for it he's really good yeah it works so well but like it just it's just weird how like the dynamic of the show changes like it literally would feel like a different show when he was on or not um but yeah he yeah he was so great and audiences just love like the mega mix at the end audiences just love yeah yeah they love all that, that they get to sing along get to dance along it was um and yeah because it was like one of the first tours back it was like a lot of people's first time at the theatre. So yeah, it was it was amazing. It was really cool. Yeah. And then tell me about, you did Pirate Queen, right? Yeah. And that must have been like your stagey boy fantasy 
seeing Rachel Tucker yeah. in, in the rehearsal room belting her face off yeah. and then like Hannah Waddingham just like yeah, swanning in. It's so weird that Hannah Waddingham, like obviously I didn't know who Hannah Waddingham was before that, like because obviously she's done low, like she did loads in the theatre scene. You did or you didn't? No, you I said? did, I did. Oh, okay, phew. I remember I saw her, I saw the Wizard of Oz at the Palladium like when at Same. some point and I was, so I knew who she was. Um, but yeah, it's just weird how she's actually like an international icon now. now. Yeah, she's just <laughs> of, yeah, yeah. Um, Emmys yeah, the stuff. Pirate Queen was, that was actually like the first thing I booked when I got my agent. So that was really great. And I felt like that kind of proved to me that I didn't, that was the first thing I was like, oh, okay. So like I'm in a room with other people who've done other jobs and gone to drama school and da 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 um, And I was auditioning for Greece like throughout the rehearsal process of that. So I think it really helped because I like didn't have time to worry about Greece. Like I would That's literally good. just be yeah, in the rehearsals, yeah. in the audition, be like, I need to go, like checking my checking my watch, and I like, did had no time to like worry, like what's the dance going to be, like practice my song. Like it was very much just like I need to leave rehearsals, go, come back, um, which I think always helps. But yeah, the the pirate queen was great. Yeah, Rachel was crazy like she's perfect for that role <laughs> i was obsessed you know it's the video i wasn't there at the press launch or whatever it was the um it was like a press preview yeah where she throw, throws where the book. she throws her book she's yeah, singing yeah. it she's like, and then you could but she's a bit restricted with the book and then she yeah. throws the book on the floor and just felt yeah the end, and it's ridiculously hard that yeah. song but love us like to exhilarate yeah yeah i think i mean i'm you can see me like the top of my head in the back of that video it's so funny like, oh, i'm gonna go back and watch yeah <laughs> are you like <laughs> um yeah like i i saw i saw rachel wicked when i was i don't even know when she when i saw her but yeah. like, i definitely did i remember seeing her so yeah i was just like watching her and just being like and I remember actually before, like, I think it was like two weeks before we started rehearsal, she was on the train home with me. Like, she was, like I think after... She's so lovely. She'll talk she said she was having a glass of... <laughs> she was having a glass of red in a little plastic cup <laughs> after we were come from the way show. And I was just like, yes, this is what this is what the life is. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be doing Pirate Queen. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Aww. So yeah, she was really great energy. She's... um, And then it was like crazy. She literally like did that and then... She like left that night to go to New York. Yeah, so they come from away on Broadway. Yeah, but like that, like as in like she was like getting in the car after <laughs> the party to like go to the airport. Like it was like ridiculous, and then obviously the pandemic happened. But it was just, yeah, that pre-pandemic time was just, just weird, different. Mm-hmm. And then like and you did like in the piazza as well, right? Did yeah, that- so that was at the end of last year, which was really cool. Um, yeah, that that was a dream show. Obviously, Italian set in Italy. The score is just like perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a, it's a very was, different style as well. Yeah, stuff it is. But um, it's definitely something I'd like to do again. Like if it ever came back, like in a full production. But again, like just working with people that I've like looked up to for a long time, like Peter Polycarpu and. Um, like Elena Shadow, who played Margaret, like, who did like attached to the show in, in the states. Like it was just really cool to see how different people work, and yeah, the talent was crazy. Well, I think those things are crazy. I was there, I saw that, yeah. and that was amazing. It was beautiful, and like everyone was just amazing. But you think I don't get how people can do that for one show, and it just all be on on stage. It looks so controlled, and it looks so. 
like you know just everyone's just chilling <laughs> but i imagine like backstage is it really stagey and wild and frantic yeah that was that was <laughs> that was that was frantic i remember that the actual show i was like this is <laughs> it was just it was quite stressful because it was like yeah like you say it was one show and these concerts are no longer concerts their concerts are like stage yeah the stage and obviously like it was like the first i think that was the only day we were at, yeah like it was like the only day at the venue mm. Yeah, that was it. Was it was it was quite it was quite stressful. Like I enjoy. I feel like the process was amazing, but the actual day I was a bit like, I need to just try and enjoy it. But it was also cool because Amara, who played yeah Amara Karake, played Clara. Uh, yeah, she played Maria in West Side Story when I did it at MYMT like ten oh, like wow. way back when in two thousand and thirteen. So like it was cool because I was just to do something with her again and like she's. Stunning. Just, just stunning. So talented. So talented. Um, but yeah, no, it was an amazing experience and want to do the show again. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, as a theme here, you just love working with like amazing MT Divas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. ABT Basler May as well was like. Yeah. Stunning. And then Jordan Luke Gage as well, giving oh, us a whole yeah. different side of his voice. Yeah. And he's he was so lovely and like, I was like asking him for like some advice about like mm. how to like just like move forward and have like different career decisions and he was like super generous and and um helpful um like really forthcoming with like just helping so yeah i was actually like th- that was just like a lot of good people in that in that show and um we still have like a whatsapp group and then like if someone goes to italy or something someone will just like just post something like it's just it's just cute <laughs> so what's the sitch now obviously you're living your best life in heathers yeah but like what gets you excited what makes you go oh okay like i need i need to do this or this needs to happen for me or yeah. what makes you kind of what makes you go oh okay well i feel like i just the older i get not that i'm old <laughs> but like <laughs> as time goes on I just don't really not attach myself to anything, but like I just feel like I have to surrender because like you never, you never know what's coming. Oh, I see. Like, it's like surrender, I've, as in surrendered, like to just the unknown, to the unknown, Into and it's kind of quite unknown. freeing because I feel like in the past, wherever I've like been like I want to do that or I feel like I should be doing that, it kind of doesn't never works out, and then I feel like I get really disappointed. Um, so I kind of like the not knowing. I feel like. It's nice to also have like breaks. I know that people like that's a bit of a taboo thing, but like I feel like you L- know, literally you're like whispering. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I feel like in an ad- I would love to go on to something that you know would excite me as much as previous stuff has, but like there needs to be a time. There needs to be downtime. You're you not. D- you're not doubling up. I, I well, I, I wouldn't not, but it's just. <laughs> We need to protect the energy, you know? We need to protect the spirit. You need your 12 hours. Yes! Um, but no, I think just stuff going forward that just like more like venue stuff, like I really want to work at the National, Young Vic, um, rather than fixating myself on a show. Mm-hmm. And also because like half the time I don't even know what's coming. Like you don't, it kind of can just come out of the blue. But yeah, just more about who I work with, where the, like, the venue... Um, but yeah, there's no like show that I'm like, I need to play that role now. Mm-mm. And before I can let you go anywhere, the door, I'm like locking the door. 
you need to tell me about that Pride performance <laughs> that happened that we saw on social media yeah. of you being one of the Heathers, basically. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> when when we started, I was actually like, right, I'm in this show. I need to like post loads of videos on social media. And then like, after like a small amount of time of trying to do that, I was like, this is not sustainable. I need to protect my mental health. <laughs> but I was like, I do want to do some sort of like the gays do heathers basically um and then it was like it was we kept saying we we're gonna do it and then we never did and then it was just pride warm up and i was like well surely we have to just do it right now and it was like very impromptu i'm kind of annoyed because it's not as clean as i want it to be <laughs> i thought it was good <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't bad but like it could have been a lot cleaner like, we did two two takes because they were like, trying to shove us off stage because they obviously had to like get ready for the show um and yeah, we literally got um, KP, who plays Heather Mack, we were like, teach us it now! <laughs> like, teach us candy stuff. Yeah, right? so it was like very last minute. Uh, yeah, it was super It was super fun. And then we were like really worried that... <laughs> we were really worried, because like, I was like doing a takeover that day, but we were really worried that like the social media... Because they said you can do it like a grid post, like to say that the takeover is happening, but we didn't know if we'd like push the boat too much. <laughs> like, we weren't sure like if the choreographer would be like, guys this isn't good like this isn't my choreo that was everyone happy yeah uh but then like they kept like after the takeover was happening like everyone was ha- everyone kept reposting it they kept putting it like on the twitter and stuff so we we're like okay we think they liked it but like after that initial excitement of posting it we were like oh god what have we done you like, got to fun. live your candy store yeah, fantasy that version of you that saw the show originally at the haymarket yeah. would be very happy yeah, exactly. to see himself on stage <laughs> at the other palace performing yeah, yeah. as Chandler, basically yeah it's true <laughs> It's true. Maybe we need to do a full video before yeah. we finish. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's like Brian Child. Think what else you can do. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to do the reveal like at some point. <gasps> oh, yeah. Little... I'll never give up again. No. Oh, no. I mean, um, oh. the like, when they first come out in the opening. Like, oh. when the things open. I thought you meant the, um, the costume yes, change. Yes, that would be a good one as well. Oh, yeah, maybe. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the gay's version of Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, thank you for coming to see me. Thank you. As if having listened to it, has it like lived up to your expectation of what it's like to do it? Or is it... Um, <laughs> it's weird because like with the headphones, it does sound like I'm just listening to the podcast. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> um, but no, it's been, it's been great. I feel like, I don't know how long we've been talking for. I don't know how... But I don't know if I've said anything interesting, but You're... listen, everyone's journey is interesting. <laughs> everyone's stories are interesting. We've been like going on for like forty minutes. Oh wow. Um I have something for you. Yeah. I have your very own West End frame tote bag. Wow. I love a tote bag. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's so nice. Thank you. You're welcome. I go from me to you because you're travelling light today. You don't have any bag yeah, or anything. But if I do, it's a tote bag. Okay. And people um People who know me know I always have a tote bag. You so can throw around a separate yeah. tote bag. Listen, thank, thank you. Good thank luck you. with the rest of your run in Heather's. And I feel like you'll be back in the booth soon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, Christian. Thank you. So shortly after we recorded this, it was announced that Heather's will finish its run at the Other Palace on the 3rd of September. So this is your last chance, people. Get down to the palace and you can see Christian and the cast living their best lives through to the 3rd of September. A huge, huge thank you to Christian for taking time out of his day off to come into the podcast booth and record this episode. It was such a pleasure to speak with him. 
if you're enjoying this season of In The Frame, hit follow, hit subscribe, and you could even leave us an Apple Podcast or Spotify rating or review. We love hearing from you, so stay up to date with all things West End Frame on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Facebook. Check out our other podcast, The West End Frame Show, for your weekly stated catch-up. And I'll be back on Friday with an Olivier nominee for a really fascinating episode. But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you.